1: We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 62, and I'm joined by producer, writer, actor Jonas Chernick, who has been in such films as Had a Plan an Origin a Small Town, his own work Borealis, and we just made a film together that'll come out sometime in the future called James vs. His Future Self. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So, we're watching Upstream Color. I'm Jeremy. I'm, jo- ha-
0: I'm Jonas. Oh, we're
1: going to do that? Look at this. We're switching
0: it all around. I like no, it. No, I just said I'm Jonas. say you're Jeremy and I'm Jonas. Well,
1: usually I, I would say okay. I've not seen right, the movie. All right, start again. Start again. No, it's okay. I like this. Okay. So, uh, I haven't seen the movie, but Jonas. And I'm
0: Jonas, and I have seen the movie a couple of times. But only
1: once. No, you can no, I don't like it very not, much. No,
0: that's not true. I've seen it a couple of times.
1: Jonas got so excited when I suggested this this morning. Yeah. Jonas I- and I are living together now. Yeah. We just decided it was time,
0: temporarily. But the reason why, though, is because this is the follow-up feature by Shane Carruth, whose first feature was Primer, which we've both agreed Which was agreed about painting is, houses. <laughs> <laughs> which we both agreed is, if not the best, one of the best time travel movies ever made. Easily the best independent time, oh, yeah. time travel movie, for sure. It's definitely one of the most...
1: And so if you haven't seen Primer, stop this. Go watch Primer. Go watch Primer and come back. Uh, yeah, and I had, for some reason, I had never seen this.
0: Which is amazing to me, if you loved Primer that much. Because for me, when this came out... Well, this didn't get much of a release, I think. It uh, it didn't get much of a release. He independently released it and went with it to the markets. And why was that? Because uh, Primer I remember was remember him hit. Ta- yeah, not really. But I remember him talking about it. First of all, it's a difficult movie to market. You'll see it's a very strange movie. that doesn't quite fit in any category. But I remember him being... Uh, I think he was disappointed with the way the Primer was released. It was a critical success, and it won awards at Sundance, and then it kind of became a cult thing. And so he said, I'm going to do this one on my own. He chose to do this, and he wanted to go with it and bring it as a conversation piece to different markets. And he was going with it. He was touring with it. Right. And uh, But, but well, the reason why I'm so surprised that you didn't jump on it is because because Primer was so great, and it took a long time for him to make this follow-up movie... And because of the way he ta- the, his, his manner of storytelling in Primer, very unconventional, very unusual, very um, the opposite of expositional. It's this kind of, let's just present it and let the audience kind of figure out as much as they can as we go along. So I wanted to see, was that a one-off? Was that an accident is he able to do that again? Is that what he's trying to do as a as an artist, or is that just that one time? Yeah. Well, so that's why I was like all over this. One thing like. Yeah. And so for me, I guess I just
1: I hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it to me. Mm. And then when you mentioned it to me, I was just getting ready to start doing this podcast, and I was like, oh, perfect. I'll wait and watch it with you. Did you? And we just haven't had time. No, I didn't know. I, I and I and I had kind of had always knew about it. Always meant to watch it, and then found it at a at a used video store
0: mm. and
1: bought it just to watch with you.
0: Oh, that's really sweet.
1: Yeah, so if you I don't like this, you owe me five dollars. No,
0: I, th- I I almost guarantee that you're going to, but I don't want to. Oh,
1: don't it. put that pressure. No, on it, you. there's no
0: pressure. There's no pressure.
1: <laughs> Just the fact of you're like the, your inner child dying because I know how much you love this.
0: I will say though that this is a movie that benefits greatly from multiple viewings
1: so we're gonna watch this five times and then come back
0: so we're gonna do a series of
1: podcasts yeah, we this. should do
0: one podcast after we watch it the first time and then another after you watch it the second time yeah we're gonna come
1: back and talk about it for 10 minutes each time perfect uh great so let's just dive in
0: great let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat
1: all right we literally just finished yeah. I feel like we had the exact wrong amount of weed to watch this movie, <laughs> which is zero. Do you think it would be, you'd understand more if you were high? I don't think I'd understand it more. You just I, let
0: it wash over you more. Well,
1: it kind of did. I mean, I also think, uh, you know, not the best movie to watch at 9 o'clock at night. You're
0: tired. You were yawning. I'm tired, too. You were but yawning. It's, but so were you. I, what that I was tired. You're, you're like sitting up and
1: shifting around. It's a kind of here's the thing. I think it's the kind of movie that no matter how alert I was, yeah, I'd find myself drifting off during. And it's not a fault of the movie. I'd say it's almost intentional. Yeah. Because the way it just kind of makes your mind start to wander and drift in the loft. Yeah. You kind of find yourself going into a bit of a fever dream. Sure. Or kind of. That's no, what it is.
0: It's a fever dream. That's the movie.
1: Yeah, but it's like, but then what happens is that almost lulls you into a dream state yourself. And I just found myself I was never out for long mm-hmm. but I found myself probably every few minutes going nodding off yeah. nodding off for sure As as I was because it was like thoughts were making me drift around and move around and, and it's it, hypnotic and it's just no dialogue and it's just this
0: music and it's really hypnotic yeah so it's like it's a challenging movie it's a very challenging movie and I will say that now my third, this is my third time watching it I will say that the first time I watched it I was in the perfect headspace, and I watched it with my wife. And she turned; she le- walked out of 15 minutes. She was. We watched it all, at home. Yeah. She left at 15 minutes. She's like, I, I, "I'm not watching this." And I was. I was like riveted by it. I was in the perfect headspace. The second time I watched it was the next day because I felt it needed. I need another viewing right away. Watching it a third time, it's a difficult movie, and I now see why it's divisive. And if you're not in the in the, I think if you're not in the perfect headspace to watch it. I can I, I could see it being very frustrating. You didn't, didn't seem frustrated. though No,
1: because you know, it's interesting. I watch so I watch everything. You know? I know you do. Uh, and I've lived with you for a month now. I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I have a weird. Selection. You're constantly
0: watching. There's you're constantly consuming. You're always something's always on, and you're either watching it very attentively or you're doing other things and it's on and it's sort of just with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, stuff I've watched before, I can watch in the background almost like yeah. it's just like. It's like the way people listen to film scores or music or in the music, background. yeah. I'll listen to movies in the background.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, sometimes. But it's not. It's pretty rare I put something on that I haven't seen before while I'm doing so something. So can I ask you? Yeah.
0: Now that you... Uh, having watched it and sort of being... Not half asleep watching it, but... No, it was I'm just, kind of not... What's your interpretation of it? Like, if you had to say... Even just, like... Give what's, me, it like about? what's it about? Yeah, what's going on? Like, l- even... Even just like if you can have little lucid things, anything. Yeah,
1: I mean, fuck, I don't know. Like this, really, this is a really. I mean, here's this is a great movie for the podcast because you have to talk about it. Yep. To break it down because it's the kind of movie like like we did Mahol and Drive on this, um, mm-hmm. and luckily I team Mahol and Drive a lot. I love Mahol and Drive. You
0: know what's going on? The and time. I
1: literally the, the day after I watched Mahol and Drive. I remember waking up and spending like hours just like writing on cue cards and like trying to figure it out. And I felt like I cracked it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I got a good sense of what
0: that movie's about. This one's harder. It's way harder. Um, This makes David Lynch look like like totally linear. Yeah. And this one's
1: interesting that it's like I and I and I can't help but watch this movie as like a filmmaker and and just go like you can't even possibly have a shot list. Like how do you walk into a, a a day of shooting with a plan? Like you must just go with mm-hmm. complete gut instinct. I can't imagine he's got a script in any formal sense. Well, he does though. But it can't. But it's got to be more of like a really in depth outline.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen the script, so I don't know. But I do remember now why he made the movie. I remember re- now. I now remember watching it. I now remember what was going on and why he distributed it himself. Well, I can't imagine... After primer, he got a massive he got a massive movie in development. We see clips of it in this movie. She works for some sort of film company, right? At the yeah. beginning of the movie. She's got some footage and it's like it's like computer animated yeah, live like... action of like a creature yeah. moving and then really weird So he was developing this thing with one of the studios or a couple of the studios and never, it, it, he was so frustrated. It was gonna end up being like a $300 million movie and he couldn't communicate his vision to them properly and he was doing all this proof of concept, which is what we saw, the clips from his proof of concept and he ended up walking away from him and saying, I'm just gonna do something that's totally my own, like a poem that I'm gonna write, I'm gonna shoot it, I'm gonna act in it, I'm gonna do the music, I'm gonna edit it, no one's gonna tell me, and then I'm gonna take it around and distribute it myself, took it to Sundance and did all that stuff. this was a response to him trying to do something in the system and failing and not being able to realize his vision. So he just did something completely his own knowing that it likely would not see the light of day. Yeah, and and then most people would not understand what he was trying to do because his narrative style it's totally outside the box from what we are used to.
1: Yeah, I mean and you'd probably have a lot of people would argue there is no narrative. Um in a traditional sense. Right. Obviously. Have you but seen it three a, times? A, I will tell you that I see a narrative in it. Yeah. It's absolutely... The poem is a great way to describe it. You can say a lot of things. It's hypnotic. Yeah, it's, like
0: it's a poem. It's a fever dream. Um, but I don't like those movies typically. Those are not movies that I respond to. Something about this got got inside me.
1: Yeah, I will say it's like... I was, I was gripped from the get-go. I was like... It's the kind of movie I love and that is like it makes me ask questions what about, the and hell it makes me really pay attention. Yeah, the opening. Like, What's with the bugs? Yes. What? Why are they pouring coke over them? It was coke, right?
0: Uh, it was some kind of... Soda water, Some sort of liquid. Carbonated, carbonated liquid. liquid.
1: And then drinking and then they had these cool movements they were doing with each other. Right, right. They, is that sinking them up? What's that all about? Yeah, yeah. And then we get a drug dealer who's using these bugs to make, to, dra- to, to make his
0: drug... To make a drug
1: that nobody clearly wants, that he's, like, really pathetically So, so far, to I would say,
0: narratively, so far... I'm hooked. When you've know. got... And you, and you are up to date. You got everything I've got on a third watch. You got it right now. Up to this point in the movie... Yeah. That's exactly right. There, I don't think there's any... I'm just describing the movie. Yeah. Like... But that's the thing. That's so then... And then... And yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he... And that's where it starts getting wonky, right. you know? So, he drugs this girl? Yes. He, I mean, he... Yes. And then that guy's gone. He drugs much. her.
0: You see him put a
1: yeah. No, I know he drug, he, he, knocked, her mouth. Well, he taser's her. We we see the taser, and, and then it, he drags her out. And later he puts later a thing
0: on. over her mouth, and it makes her ingest the,
1: the worm. Butt. Yeah, because yeah. no one, he, no one's taking he, the pill. No one's taking the pill, and then she it takes over her body. She cuts them out or tries to.
0: Well, for now you missed the, what I think is the most compelling fifteen minutes, while she's under this sort of. Drugged hypnotic state that the bug, he guides her for days. He guides her through a number of oh, yes activities, <laughs> yeah. which involve her signing up, uh, getting a uh, cat, turning her, in, her house, turning her house into cash, and giving him all this cash. And he's he's narrating to her. He's 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 walking her through it like he's like a god, like a spirit guide, like a hypnotist, and telling her what to do. And then she. So he's a thief. Right, and he ends up taking all her money. And when she comes out of it, like you said, she tries to cut the bugs out of herself. And then she's drawn to the pig farmer with the music and the sound, and he draws her. She's drawn to this farm, and he puts her on a bed. He builds a tent, and I'm I'm just reminding you, like, it's like remembering a dream, and he's got her on a bed and he takes a piece of the of the he does surgery on the pig and he yep. and he move, puts part of her or he puts the worm inside the pig i don't know if it's part of her body or a blood transfusion he he somehow connects her to the pig yep and then and then and then sends her home and then she wakes up out of this whole thing and cuts like, her hair cuts her hair and her life she gets fired from her job and it's and all then like, she meets this guy then she meets this guy and they have this weird psychic connection
1: yeah.
0: Right? I'm just also rel- reliving it with you.
1: Yeah. Yes, all those things yes. happen. All those
0: things happen. And, and and they start But what's it mean? Getting so confused. for you
1: Sorry? So for you, what's it
0: mean? Well, we're not I mean once we get to the... It all For me, it all came together in the crazy last 10-15 minutes. So I love this romance, I think. Is, is see, actually that's the highlight of the movie. The highlight of the movie romance. is their little banter. This bizarre romance. This is unlike any screen romance you've ever seen. It's more about what you don't see than what you do see. They don't talk that much, but they're, they're driven together and they're both so vulnerable. He has a drug history, right? yeah. we, but we don't know what it is. But I think it's... Yeah, I think it's the pills.
1: Yeah, you assume it's... An, or
0: you would hope they're connected. And then they start getting confused about having each other's memories. And he's, like, telling a story from his child. And she's like, you do this all the time. That's my story. I... Oh, see, that. I
1: took that as... There's this game they played where they look at strangers and they try to guess what their, their lives are.
0: Right. No, that's her... Now, three viewings later, right? That's... They're telling stories about their childhood and about their lives... And, and, but they're mixing up whose story is which right and apologies for the background noise it's our third roommate <laughs> upstairs in the bathroom getting ready for bed and then they they both start hearing the sounds everywhere like under their house or it, the sounds that the pigs were played that the guy played the guy c- collected weird Great. sounds co- with the you know yeah. the oh, yeah, thing yeah. With the rocks on the, anyway and he plays it for that for the pigs and now they're drawn to it. Anyway, the cyclical nature of it is you see that the pig farmer takes the babies from the pig, puts them in a bag, and drops them into this stream. Did you sleep during that part? Nope. They're standing I, I, on the I, bridge, he drops of. the babies in the stream. Yeah? As the baby pigs decompose, they, em- they give off some sort of emission, a blue emission, That goes into the water and goes upstream and infects the lilies or the orchids or whatever those weird fucked up plants were. And the ones that are affected by it turn blue.
1: And they take the bugs. And then those
0: women come and they clip these exotic plants and they go and put their sticker on the plants and they sell them at exotic plant shops. And the thief comes to buy them, scrapes, he can tell which ones are the ones because he scrapes the leaves and there's a blue residue. And he finds the ones with the bugs, and the cycle starts over. So, for me, it was like this this crazy cycle of life through these bizarre... How the connection of the universe and how all this stuff is connected in this totally bizarre, untangible way that... Look at that giant bowl of ice cream he's having. (laughs) Uh, And so, I know it's not your typical, like satisfying narrative that pays off in any way that you expect it to or that we have expectations from movies now but there was something about the lyric the, po- the poetry of it and the lyricism of it I, I I just really I just love it I just think it's I think it's passionate and beautiful and romantic and disturbing and yeah I don't want to watch it again maybe we'll watch it tomorrow
1: yeah you're gonna watch this again
0: I will watch it again, yeah.
1: I think that's again, that you watch a movie like this and you want to dive, if, and if you don't dive into it right away, you yeah. don't.
0: Yeah, no, I will, I will I'll, I'll definitely watch it again um, uh, at some point. Maybe not while I'm here, but... Um, yeah, so...
1: Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So what happened with this movie? So he makes this movie all on his own. Yep. Uh, with probably the his money. His own money. His own money. Yeah, I think he made it for, what, 75 grand? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, it plays Sundance distributed
0: himself so he had a bunch of offers and he didn't take any of them and he self-distributed and he he did a limited thing he took it to each market by himself and did q and a's for every show and now it's got a bit of a life on you know streaming and vod and yeah dvd but uh i remember being on netflix right was it on netflix
1: it was summer. I remember Maybe it was on
0: Netflix I don't know
1: I' remember being somewhere where I could I could watch it digitally uh, what's he
0: done after? I don't think he's done anything since I, I don't think he's done anything since I wouldn't know if he had because I've followed him for a long time Let me, I'll check him out. I'll check him out
1: Fascinating and you got to th- think that the studio stuff has probably dwindled away
0: Oh yeah, after the disaster that was this other thing that he tried to get off the ground and just I think he's walked away from it. I don't think he would ever do it. Um I think he wrote something here, let's take a look.
1: He's working on The Simpsons, right? He's (laughs) I don't think so. Uh he was born a year before me. Well, he practiced you brothers.
0: (laughs) Oh, it says he has a third directing credit. Uh -oh. Oh, it's a short no. Oh no, he wrote a documentary. Episode of a documentary series called Breakthrough. That doesn't make any sense, but that's what it says. Hey. Yep. Shane Cruz gotta eat. He does. But all he's written all he's do- written, produced, edited, everything is just the two movies. He's acted in a bunch of other stuff though. Oh isn't there you go. He's an interesting actor.
1: Yeah, he isn't. He's very uh
0: Simple. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's acting in stuff, but yeah, but that's it. I mean, it may just be these two movies, Primer and this, then he's done. I mean, I, I, he's it's, it's he's a, he's an interesting. It's an interesting career, but he's not the kind of guy that can just make a ton of movies. Yeah, you can see, there was more than ten years between these two movies.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. it seems like he's got... Yeah, it's, it's interesting, like, and it's funny because I think of this... Like I think of the way we make movies and the kind of movies we make. Oh, my God. It's as, very, as much different. As, very different. As my, and as much as I appreciate a movie like this, I just go... This isn't the kind of movie you can send someone and be like, Hey, send me notes from the script. <laughs> no, no, What about. are the notes going to be? Like, It's just you can't really not at all. I, it must be a very lonely process for him making movies yeah. because it's really impossible to collaborate on a movie like this because notes aren't helpful because it's so personal and specific and only he can make this. You know, I always kind of um shit on, you know, whenever someone uses a film by credit because I think that he could have here. He could have here sure, he but he didn't even but look, he didn't. Even no, no. so, but it's like uh Because I always think that, well, no one actually makes a film by themselves. Like you can say you wrote a book by yourself or or this or that, but I feel like it's just such a it's a big beast that you need to do and you need to involve other people. Uh, But it's like you know movies like this, you know, I could see getting away with it. Um, Because yeah, it's like what can you, you know, there's just no logic to it that anyone could bring a note that he couldn't just. I wonder. I wonder how that process is for him.
0: Well, yeah. I, I uh, you can listen to him. He does. He has done podcasts and stuff and interviews and, you know, I watch. I watch a movie like this and Primer was another example of it. And I'm like, so there's a story here. He has a story he wants to tell. The way in which he tells the story is so different from the way that we are trained to tell stories, from the way that we understand, the way that we listen to stories, the way even even the most original storytelling is this is... A, he's in a whole... He's in another... It's like he's in another world. Like, it's just... Yeah. If you want to tell a story about a... You know, a couple that meets and they find out that they have the Imagine you wanted to tell the story. A couple falls in love. They're both damaged. They both had these crazy things happen to them. She's had this traumatic thing where she was drugged and and, and he's had some mysterious drug use in his past and they realize that they were connected because there was this, you know, ecological cycle that... You and I would go about telling the story... Very in such a different way than he went about it.
1: Well, that's an issue of all movies. That you should only, and that's why you know I, I always laugh when young filmmakers are worried about people stealing their ideas, and it, because it's laughable because you know only you can execute your ideas in a specific way, and if you're you know and if you have a voice, nobody can steal your idea. Yeah, I mean they can steal your idea, but they can never steal the execution of it because that's yours and yours alone. Mm. Um, the best they can do is maybe do an imitation of you, uh, which a lot of people do that too. They imitate, you know, their idols as they're finding their voice and developing their voice.
0: Well, he's not imitating anybody. No, <laughs> no,
1: but I'm sure he's inspired by like. I mean, he's ripping off Malik left, right, and center in the way that he, for sure, like literally like, so like, the way, way his he's Hands is. are just like drifting. Yeah, and, you know, not the cinematography is nowhere near Malik's. Yeah, uh, it's a poor man's Malik. but it's interesting nonetheless.
0: Mm, that's true. I mean, he's yeah inspired by Malik. heavily is, inspired. In the way that he gets a lot of extreme close up of like the minutiae, the details, like the little yeah the way sound, the way the sound design complements the visuals, and
1: and I imagine as an as an actor, you just have to really just let yourself go, and it becomes like almost an experiment in performance for you, and just trust. For sure. So why don't you just walk along and just run your hand along everything? Yeah. Okay. So why? What's that matter? What's what's the back? But she she's great. In she's hers. phenomenal.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's she's great and he's good too. He's got a certain, you know, he's got a certain charisma and... Yeah. Well. Interesting. I. Uh, I forgot how disjointed it is and how like, loose it is. I I don't know. In my head, I guess I I. Made it more narrative in, in, you know, in the couple of years since I saw it last.
1: But I think that's what happens when you spend time with it, and you and and, and you have a movie like this that that sat with you. Is that, you know, uh, it drifts it back in. Like the nice thing I like about a film like this is that even though you know I'll be the first to admit it's not my favorite movie, mm-hmm. it's not a movie I'll probably ever watch again, mm-hmm. necessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's the kind of movie that will stick with me and I'll think of and I'll remember.
0: I could not get it out of my head.
1: That's it. It's like, there's some movies that I could sit down and watch and be like, oh, and follow that. I love the story. It's great, great, great. I won't think about it the next day or ever again. Where it's like, you know, this movie will... I'll think about this and that and I'll start connecting little pieces. And that's kind of what's great about a movie like this. Is that it kind of haunts you a little bit. and, uh, And it doesn't provide all the answers or any answers, you know, it there's really... Not
0: any answers, really.
1: No, it's... It kind of just lets you... It just kind of wafts over you and leaves you with a lot to think about. There's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, most... More people don't make movies like this because they're not commercial, and, and, and the bulk of people just won't watch them.
0: Uh, but I think we need movies like this, too. Did you get that, when, that the pig farmer would go around to the pigs and he would make physical contact with them and as he would do that he would sort of transport himself into the world of the person that he had connected that pig with remember you know she and the pig were connected because he did a surgery no so 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 he knew so he'd go up to a pig and he would put his hand in it and then you'd flash to him sitting next to some random guy or a woman eating eating noodles in a restaurant he was just sitting there like a ghost oh, she was unaware of his you? presence And then he'd go and he'd touch another one of the pigs, and then he'd be, like, in this guy's yard while he's watching his wife being taken off to the hospital with her asthma attack, or in the ambulance with her. So he he had drawn all these connections, these parallels between these people and their pigs, and he was, like, the master, the puppet master, and he would go and oversee them, and that's why she had to to kill him, she had to stalk him, because... He was do. He was the one orchestrating all this and, and luring these people in with the sounds and killing the cycle and killing. Yeah, and she had to kill the cycle, which is why you had the thief at the end looking for the blue plants and he couldn't find them. The last image is the thief again, we hadn't seen since the beginning, and he's scraping the leaves with his two boys, his assistants, and he's going, "Nope, this isn't the right one. That's done. I can't." Yeah. 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 It, you'll think. Of, you know, I'm gonna think about this stuff all night.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's funny. Yeah. I it's, it's, it's So again, I go back to like, our process and our kind of movies and the notes we get. And it's like, man, the notes we would get on that <laughs> if we were trying to explain.
0: Well, he could never make this movie with anyone but himself. Nobody yeah. Would, nobody would, nobody, you get laughed out of the room. I imagine it was the same with Primer. Oh, it's time travel movie, but we're not going to explain time travel at all. We're just going to have these guys go in these boxes for an indefinite amount of time and then they come out of the box and then there's ver- versions of them, but we're never going to come close to explaining it yeah, that's great. Yeah. Love him. I wish he'd made more movies.
1: He still could. You should send him an email. I bet you could track him down and talk to him. You think so? I can't imagine it's hard to get in touch with Shane Cruz. Right, I'm gonna try. And that's not a diss on Shane Cruz. No. Just in the sense that it's not that hard to get in touch with us. Or oh, any yeah. or any yeah. you know, indie filmmakers. Yeah. Where, where <laughs> right. he probably
0: has a website. I don't know, he probably has a website with his email address. Yeah. Well, should we end it? We have, to, we have to get up in the morning. We gotta get up in the morning,
1: morning and work on our time travel movie. That's right.
0: Yeah. James versus his future self.
1: Yeah, it'll be out in a long time. Yeah. Uh, in, after the this, in the, the future. In the future. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, buddy.
0: Thank you. It was fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Good night. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
1: Thanks for joining us for Upstream Color. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter, at Lulon Jeremy, and go to Facebook for Black Hole Films. Leave a review there, or on Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to this thing. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the
0: lobby to get ourselves a treat.